0: What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Thank you so much for joining me on this show today. I have a very exciting guest with you, my good friend, Selena Shu. How's it going, Selena?
1: Very well. Hi.
0: Super excited to have you here. Selena is an educator, she's a speaker, a writer, and an owner of Empowered Living Strategies. You know, for over 25 years, she has worked with students of all ages. And since she's created a marriage that feeds her soul after years of struggle, she combined her passion for personal growth with her experience in effective teaching to create a step-by-step system which walks her clients through the process of building deeply connected relationships she's also the author of becoming your own knight in shining armor a guide to love that feeds your soul and i remember when you came out with that book yeah, yeah that's right I, you gave me a copy one of the first copies that was awesome yes uh, so we have you know you we have a, a really cool topic today which is creating a flourishing personal life and uh the quote that that we both came across, which I absolutely love from Eleanor Roosevelt, which is happiness is not a goal. It is a byproduct of a life well lived. And I think that's so appropriate for what we're talking about today, which is, you know, the happiness the, the flourishing life that we're trying to create, which is having both a successful business and a Mm -hmm. successful, you know, career even, uh, and also that other half, which is the fulfilling part, which is your family and connections and friendships and having time, you know, to experience life. Yes. Uh, I think that's such a important part of life, and it's not a goal; it's so much uh, a byproduct, as Eleanor Orsville said, yes. of of a life well lived, right? Of following those steps and making sure you have a good, you know, schedule and, and aligning everything the way it's supposed to be. So, what what makes this topic important to you, especially?
1: So, I'm an entrepreneur myself. And I work with women who are feeling stuck and frustrated in their relationships. Mm. And so it always comes up, you know, how do we make our private life and our professional life work out in harmony? Mm. And there's the word balance is really kind of, it's not outdated, but it really just doesn't work because There's not a balance that we do 50% of family and 50% of work. Sometimes, some weeks we work a lot more. Sometimes we take time off and we spend a lot more time with family. And even on different days, you know, our routines look different. So it's merely we want to talk about how do we create a harmony between the two and how do things flow easily versus really looking for that balance.
0: What is, you know, I think that's actually a really, really important point to make uh, in this episode, which is what to you is the difference between, you know, like we just said, balance, quote unquote, kind of the addition, the the idea that balance is like this, like evening the scales, right? You know, five pounds on this side, five pounds on that side. Um, And versus harmony, which is a dynamic balance. You know, things are, you have both work and play, but they're moving. They're not going to be this... Five hours of work and, okay, five hours of play. It doesn't work that way. So what is the difference to you? I mean, what what is the important thing that people need to know that the difference between these two ideas? Because it is very important.
1: I think it's um, we really want to just look for a flow and that we feel good. Hmm. I think when you're trying to do something even, you're always struggling with, you know, have I done 50% of this? Have I fun done? but it's really – Overall, what you want to look for is a feeling of well-being. Am I doing what I need to do to feel okay within my work and within my family life? And are those things flowing harmoniously? Or am I constantly feeling like I'm working way too much and my family relationships are just shoved in the corner because... I don't give them enough time, but I suffer inside because I haven't made the time. And that oftentimes comes back to, you know, what do we value? And um, if we just value what makes money, then we give a lot more time to our work versus our relationships. And so it's really just kind of a stepping back uh, and evaluating how do I want my life to flow? Where, what are my priorities?
0: It's funny because you can tell, you know, they only say you can tell what your values are, what you believe, or, you know, what your decisions are, whatever, how you want to phrase Mm -hmm. it based on you look at the last 30 days of transactions in your bank account statement, Mm -hmm. right? Or your phone, you know, with the last, you know, week or so looking at your phone calls and texts, you know, (laughs) what's important to you, right? Um, But it's interesting because you brought up a point, you know, with with the whole balance thing of okay, I'm always thinking about am I 50% here, am I 50% there, and what it also does is it kind of prevents you from really investing fully. You know, this is one thing because I I'm 100% in agreement with this idea that we need harmony and not this even Steven mm-hmm. balance because ultimately in you it, to create anything, let's say a business or a family or anything, doesn't matter you need to go off balance in some sense, right? Like yes. you need to put those 12-hour days in or you need to be ready to wake up at 3 in the morning to to do whatever, you know? So um, so chasing this idea of balance, of even balance, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's really an illusion. It doesn't actually work that way. It's about right. incorporating both into your life. Absolutely. Um, well, what do you think, I mean... What's the biggest problem for people to do that these days? I mean, you know, we say that oh, we don't have time or we don't have this, but it, I don't, I don't know that it's that because they say if you want to get something done, you give it to busy people, right? So,
1: right, yeah.
0: So, what is it exactly?
1: Um, the biggest thing, really, and, and people who struggle with this is entrepreneurs, right? We're talking mm-hmm. here to an audience of entrepreneurs who have really dedicated their lives to building a business and. They come to this many times from this place of, I want to make a better life for myself and others. And they go into it thinking, okay, I don't have a lot of money starting this. I'm very money conscious. I need to do a lot of the things myself because I can't hire people yet. And we tend to then work twelve. 15 hour days just Mm. because of this money crunch because we haven't established ourselves yet and we and even if we have we we're trying to build we're trying to build and so there's this intense focus on work and what we leave out is how do how does this how does do I want this to look like for my life because when we're building a business it's a marathon and not a sprint. Mm-hmm. This is a yep. long road and we are we can very easily burn ourselves out. So what it comes back to is having clarity. Why am I doing this? And how do I want to survive this marathon? Hmm. Because if we just focus on the business and go, okay, all of these things are what I need to do. And because we think, you know, this is going to make me money, we put all this investment in it time and energy investment and we think well family can wait right I'm building this possibly because I want to have a better relationship to my family like I want to have more time for my family I want to travel but for the next five years I'm just going to put them in a corner because I won't be able to focus on them so that I can because I need to build this but in the meantime that partner may walk away because you put them in a corner corner. or (laughs) your children may not um, perform at school the way they need to because you're not there to give them attention and you know help them with homework so it's really essential when you embark on this journey of being an entrepreneur to just step back and say what is the overall picture that I want to create for my life? And how does my business fit into this? And that's where you create the flow.
0: Mm, Rather than making the business, the entire picture seeing the business as a piece. Yeah. Kind of stepping back one layer or one level. Yeah. Mm.
1: And absolutely giving it the attention it needs, but also looking at okay, what else do I want to have flourishing in my life? And if it's personal relationships, which I think most of us do want to have flourishing relationships, we don't want to look at our partner and go, "Ah, for the next two months, I can't really talk to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: And kind of think about what do I want that to look like? What do I want that to feel like? And take some notes. And so I did create a... A download for people to step back and 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 have that paint time, that picture, yeah, yeah, and and do a little journaling activity on how you can get um, clarity on what that should look like. Because most of us, we just and this is such a s- small part that we, you know, it's this it, it can take fifteen twenty minutes, mm-hmm. but with it comes this incredible power to say to create ba- boundaries. Mm and to be very clear about what is it what is going to fit in this box and what doesn't
0: yeah when you actually take the time to sit down and plan you know i and you can share about what you particularly find useful mm-hmm. but like in my case for example i have a i have a little black notebook mm-hmm. you know it's a simple tool i have a black notebook a ballpoint pen which i absolutely love because <laughs> of the ink and then i have a red sharpie marker mm-hmm. and with those three things, I every day I always look through it and I constantly rewrite my to-do list and who I need to follow up with, who I'm expecting a follow-up from, you know, that kind of thing. And even the stuff that I, okay, you know, go out and take a walk or whatever, you know, like stuff that yep. I need to organize my day because I think you brought up something very important with the idea of taking the time to observe and yeah. when you observe, you can delineate, create boundaries, and figure out, okay, I need to do this here, here, and be able to stick to those boundaries. Yeah. You know, because if you, you know, like in the personal development field, you know, we're both in that area, and it's like, mm-hmm. unless something is observable, it can't be changed, right? right? So you have to, in order to change your life or your schedule or whatever, your work-life balance, or you're, you know, creating a flourishing personal life like we're talking about in this episode... You have to be able to step back on a regular basis and observe. You know, yeah. for me, that happens to be using a notebook and saying, okay, let me take a snapshot. Let me take that snapshot of what's going on. So I don't know for you if you found any personal strategies that you like to employ, whether it's, I don't know, going on a walk or, you know, you have like your own system that you do in the morning. Like what do you do personally to check in with yourself on a regular basis? And again, we're using the word balance, but let's say balance these these two uh, forces your business and your personal life what yeah. do you do personally to do so that?
1: i have um a list a weekly list and i have my projects on there what i need to get done for my business that's a
0: digital list or you have like <clears throat> an actual nope, paper right list? right
1: here look at that here's my nice what i need to do for my <laughs> business and then what i need to do for my personal life
0: got it yeah cool
1: and oftentimes when i work on a big projects and i get tired hmm. i can't you know, I think this, there's a myth of we can be productive 12 hours a day oh, and we not. can power no. through all of this. And so when I have some small chunks where I just need some downtime and I need to work on something easy, I will look at my personal list and I go, oh, I need to make this phone call to get my cat a grooming appointment mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it might be. Something
0: that's not going to take a lot of creative energy. It's right. just like, okay, but I, need I need to, do, to
1: it. do it during the business hours because that's when they're open. Got it. So. I can look at that list and get that stuff done too. So at the end of the day or when it comes to the weekend, I don't feel like I have this huge personal list. I can f- You've
0: whittled away at it a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
1: And so again, there's the flow of, you know, the private and the um, the work life can very peacefully coexist.
0: And there's something, you know, for me, again, I maybe I'm old school, but there's something different about paper. Like when you're physically interacting with it, yeah. I just like you know they say that it's more memorable. Like you're you're yeah. remembering it better, but there's something physically about like man crossing that off. Like we get rewarded for that, you know. Absolutely. So when you re- when you make a habit of rewarding yourself for doing these little checklists and and kind of checking in with yourself, I think it helps to maintain that balance because we're you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but in my own experience, we tend to be lopsided with everything that we do. Like as soon Mm -hmm. as we get into something, we get tunnel vision and that's it. And you stay in that pattern, uh, whether that's, you know, working on your business or whatever else. But um, that's why taking the time to do a check-in with yourself, Mm -hmm. again, whether it's a to-do list or whatever, helps you to kind of adjust that momentum, right? To adjust the direction. Um, And you said something actually that I want to talk about, which is something that I've also find interesting I've I've written about myself, which is the, the idea that we can't be productive 12 hours a day. And I'm hundred percent agree with Mm -hmm. that. And what I noticed in my own life experience is that there's different kinds of, and this, this helped me a lot with time management, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole idea is that there's different kinds of, energy or time that you can use throughout the day, right? So, yep. and part of it, you know, for me, because I, same same thing, you know, we, we're both entrepreneurs, we, you know, you have those 13, 14 hour days where you got to be creative, then you got to do errands, then you got to do analytical stuff, you got to do everything, you know? So, I noticed that, okay, when I'm in a flow and like things are popping and creative stuff is yeah. super easy, if you're tired and, it, you know, like you can't force yourself to just suddenly do creative stuff or make sales videos or whatever else, you know? but at the same time you can you can do like menial stuff like I can go run my errands I don't have to think very hard for that I can go get my go to my vet with my cat yeah. that kind of stuff so the take home for me was okay learning to align with the natural cycle or natural you know, flow of the day, like if it's an off day, I'm not going to do creative stuff. I'm just going to grind and do stuff yeah. that doesn't require that. But if I feel good, I may adjust my plans and do something mm-hmm. creative that I wasn't planning. So, I think that that's really valuable because a lot of the times where we waste our energy in trying to achieve this quote-unquote balance, right, this mm-hmm. harmony, is we wasted on not taking the time to notice where we're at and align with those mm-hmm you know, uh, different times of the day or forces. Like if you're more energy in the morning, that's when you should do all your creative stuff or, you know, whatever. Right. Or let's say at night, you know, mm-hmm. so doing it opposite, you're just working uphill. Right. Yep. So what has been your experience with that? Uh, maybe with clients or even in your own life, like, do you, do you find that there's different kinds, like is, is different kinds of time? Like there's productive time, creative time, rejuvenation time, downtime, whatever. And how do you, what are those times for you? Let's put it this Mm -hmm. way. What are those different kinds of, if you could divide the day Mm -hmm. into, you know, different types of activities that you would say, here's your core activities and you got to figure out which one, when to do what, Mm -hmm. right? So that's number one. That's the two part question. And the second part question of the question is, how do you help people identify that in their life, like through your work and Mm -hmm. and everything? So,
1: so for me, My morning hours are super productive. Mm -hmm. And that's when I get the creative and and the the analytical part done. So if I need to write a blog, if I have to think of a concept that it's only going to happen between 7 or, you know, even 6.36 when I get up and 11 in the morning. By 11, I don't even have to try. I keep really can't sit down at two o'clock in the afternoon and write a blog. I know it's not going to happen. So what I've done is I don't schedule any appointments until 10 or 11.
0: Mm,
1: My mornings are mine. That's really important
0: is really owning that morning.
1: So that, Even though I might have an off day, I might do something different. But if I have creative juices flowing, my morning is there for me to use it. And that's where my discipline has to come in and where I need to know, okay, it's... Seven thirty, 30 and <laughs> I, you have these projects to do and that's why i actually on my business list i you know on the things that i have to do for the week i put my big projects on the top and little piddly things in the middle and so that i know okay these three things have to get done this week and this is my hour to get it done because my brain's not going to be able to do it this afternoon gotcha. so um that has and I think that clarity has come with just working on my own. Do and you
0: have a morning routine that you use? Like, do is there anything specifically that you kind of? I do get um, yourself primed for the morning.
1: So it's it's changes by season okay. because I really seem to go with the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, here in Arizona, it's super hot in summer, and I get up at five o'clock because I need to go outside. Yeah. Um. So I either go for a short walk here in the neighborhood and then do some exercises at the house. Or I go for a long walk, just depending on my schedule. But I try to do exercise as first thing in the morning and then have my breakfast and then really get to work. Whereas if it's getting to be the colder season and it's dark in the morning, I come into my office, I meditate and I then get to work. And, you know, maybe shower only at 10 in the morning or I just kind of get to work rolling out a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love being able to adjust that and not really having to, um, you know, ask anyone, can I do this today or not? Keeps it fresh, right? Whatever you feel. And so I do meditate after exercise some days, just whenever I can fit it in. Yeah, cool. But I do try to make it a... A daily habit.
0: You know, you. Um, I want to go back to something you we were talking about a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. which is more at the beginning of the interview about creating a vision and how yeah. that's really important because if you don't know, you know where you're going, right? You're yeah. going to end up wasting a lot of time and energy and resources. And I think, as, especially as entrepreneurs, we're forced into that conversation because there is nobody doing your paycheck yep. for you. You have to know what you're out to do and why you're doing it. And in, that's also important because as soon as you identify what you're out to do, you also know how everything else relates to that too, mm-hmm. right? So what in, in I'll give you like, let's say another two-part question. So the, f- the first part of this question is in in your own experience, how do you go about creating that vision for yourself or maintaining it? That's even mm-hmm. more important, right? Uh, And then how do you help your clients do that? You know, how do you help, you know, women in this case, you know, figure out their picture that they, that they want to create for their Mm -hmm. life. So that's really important.
1: Yeah. Um, For me over time, it has, it's really through meditation that I've just built awareness Mm. and awareness in every aspect of my life. And so I...
0: Now, really quick, when you... Sorry to interrupt you, but yes. when you say meditation, because that's kind of a... It's a very broad umbrella. A time
1: of quiet.
0: Time of quiet. So there's no particular... It's pretty much just spending time quietly with yourself. Yes. Okay. I
1: have an app that I listen to very what app quiet use? music, Inside Timer. I'm it's, on
0: Inside Timer, too. <laughs> I
1: love it. Absolutely love it. It's <laughs> yeah. free on... You I've been know, doing the it apps. for a
0: year and a half. I am I published all my guided meditations there. And, yeah. Uh, it's totally shamelessly promoting it right now, but... Yeah. <laughs> It's a good no, app, it's, yeah. It's, it's a wonderful a app. Job.
1: So I through meditation I get a lot more awareness. And so what I've created for my clients is clarity meditations. And I walk them through it, uh, through each area of their life. So relationship, health, finances, career, what do they want to create? Because most of us, when we're asking, what is it that I want to create, we tend to get overwhelmed Mm. and we go, well, I could have so much. What is it truly that I want? And so my meditations help to clarify that. And in the meditations, we really focus on how do you want to feel versus how, what should it look like? Mm. Because when you work with energy and with my clients, I work a lot with law of attraction and What is it we want to create? And when we have a clarity of how we want to feel at the result, Mm -hmm. we can attract that energy much easier than if we just look at what it should look like.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Um, So.
0: I like that. I like the distinction between using a, how does it feel versus how does it look in your mind? Because look is still a little more cerebral, whereas feeling you want to really kind of get present to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: experience,
1: And we also create a vision board. Mm. Then once we've done these meditations and taken notes of what we want to create, then mm. we have a vision board. So I have my vision board over my desk. Um, yeah, that's cool. I've <laughs> like actually it. created an online um, product that I have on my site. If anyone's interested, they can just go check it out. It's the online vision board kit. Mm. Where it it comes with all the meditations, with the clarity meditations, so people can check. And do
0: they make the vision board online, like it's an application or something? No, it's it's
1: actually just it's the audio that you can download, and then there's worksheets on taking the notes and just kind of guidelines on how to make your own vision board at home.
0: Awesome! No, I think that's so vision. It's so important, you know it's so important to get in tune with these little creative things that we used to do as kids that would keep us so motivated and yes. so, you know, and we, then at some point, you know, either somebody called it stupid or we called it stupid and we mm-hmm. just kind of stopped doing those creative things, getting yes. in tune with what do I want to, you know, pursue or what's important yeah. to me? You know, that's so how, okay, here's the question for you in relation to what we were just talking about, which is they've created the vision board, they've mm-hmm. listened to the meditations, they've gotten clear, they're super inspired, they're creating you know, all these cool pictures. Now, how do they maintain that? How, what are some strategies that that you've found that are successful in helping people maintain, you know, what they create?
1: Spending time with the vision board on a daily basis. So mm. having it hung in a place where you can see it and you don't have to truly meditate with it every day, but you want to connect with it and look at it close your eyes like look at a picture close your eyes and really feel what it feels like to have achieved that Hmm. and um, so just continuously keeping it in front of you also um, the practice of gratitude which you know a lot about with your
0: absolutely yeah the
1: book Um, looking at every image that you have on your board and Quietly saying, thank you, universe, for allowing me to experience this. Mm. So activating that energy of gratitude, that just helps bring things in much quicker. I just quicker. saw
0: a video. I posted it actually in that Daily Gratitude Practice Facebook group that we have. And mm-hmm. it was about Dr. Joe Dispenza, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about is something very interesting that I had. It was right along the lines of what we just talked about. And it's worth mentioning because... I'd never thought about it this way, but when, you know, every every word that you have, you know, this has an emotional programming to it, right? So, Mm -hmm. when we say a certain word, it's a vibration, like thank you, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea is that when we say thank you for something, Mm -hmm. we're only used to saying that when we've received something. So, there's a sense of like, when you say thank you, like, it's because you've received something. So, you've associated that over the course of your life to getting something that you really enjoy. So... When you, to your point about saying thank you in advance for something, Mm -hmm. you tune into it as if you had already received it. So Mm -hmm. you actually create that experience in your mind. And, you know, of course, through law of attraction, through vibration, all these things that we talk about, you know, in the universe, it's like it brings it to you, uh, you know, in a much more powerful way by really tuning into that gratitude. So uh, that's, that's really interesting. Well, what do you think, I mean besides, okay, having, let's say a vision and Mm -hmm. being clear with that and also being able to maintain that and stay connected to it, which is also of vital importance. What are some obstacles that people have? You know, at first we Mm -hmm. say things like, oh, you know, time, I'm just super busy or, you know, time management skills. These are kind of, I think on the surface, but I think there's deeper things at play. Like one of the things we'd mentioned was Um, the effect of other people in your life, right? How you spend time who you're circling with, you know, how are they supporting or not supporting your vision, right? So you can speak to that. I mean, what's been your experience as to the effect of, let's say, relationships on on this work-life balance, you know, on on that vision, let's say, right?
1: Yeah. So I think a good exercise for any entrepreneur to do is to just – write down a list of the five people that they spend the most time with Mm. and you know that can be in your work that can be in your family just who do you spend most time with on a weekly basis daily basis and then go through each name and ask yourself does that person lift you up do you feel energized when you leave that person or when you're with that person or do you feel heavy and drained? And, it your clear answer there is, include people more that are really uplifting, and the people who are draining you, limit the time with them, because that could be a client. And even you know, I think for most of us, when we're interviewing new clients and we have a really heavy feeling about them, and we. You know, they're already kind of a problem, even in the interview part of before you even say, Okay, I'm going to work with you. Allow yourself the freedom to say no hmm. because that person just doesn't feel right. Um, sometimes, when we, when this is family members, we don't have the choice to just say no. However, we can limit our exposure to that person. And if there's a really draining person, you can just start saying, I'm not available right now or no, sorry, I don't have time to spend time, you know, and then make it maybe a monthly meeting versus maybe this is a person that you're seeing every week Mm -hmm. and just start creating some boundaries in accommodating what feels good and what doesn't. So what I found is, through this um, journey of entrepreneurship, I have wonderful, uplifting friends and I enjoy spending time with them. And so I make them a priority and also spending time with my family. Um, I love my husband. He's, he has such a beautiful, quiet energy and we. it's so rejuvenating to spend time with him because it's it's just very peaceful. Mm. It, so we can have a day together where we both read, where we go for a walk, where it just is a quiet energy. Uh, my daughter, on the other hand, super bubbly, but I love spending time with her too. So it, it's a matter of what do I have energy for and being aware. Again, it comes back to practicing awareness. Mm. What do I need? What is my rhythm? And I think, you know, as we were talking before about our energy schedule and stuff yeah make sure you listen to what is your cycle for me i know that if i take a 10 minute nap after my lunch i can work all afternoon wow nice if i don't take that nap i can struggle for two hours with low energy foggy head all of that I used to do that in corporate America for for years, you know, always drinking coffee, eating sugar just to stay awake. Oh, and away. it just
0: makes you worse the next day,
1: right? And so now, I ha- I love working from home because I can go take my ten minute nap and be back at work. Hmm. So, um, so that has also limited how I schedule my time. Like if I if there's meetings at, I don't schedule anything at one o'clock because I know that. Snap time. You
0: have your rules of life, basically. Yes. And I think that we, what it all comes down to is creating your own set of rules that you're going to stick to. Yes. Because yeah. if you don't stick to your rules, then that's where we, we get off track. We, we yep. go off balance and, and not in a good way, but in an unproductive way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so for the, the five people, <clears throat> when you're clear on how you want to feel and when you're clear on how people feel and you're starting to be aware of how you feel around them, mm-hmm. it's much easier to start setting boundaries. And I think that's where what we come back to when we are entrepreneurs, we need to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. Absolutely. And yeah. so, for example, um, I, my daughter just graduated high school and she's moving out. But in these last few years, I was a 50% parent because I shared custody with her dad. And so I had her only on specific days. On the days that I knew she was home, I would never go to an evening networking event, because that was one of my clarity points on family. I want to have time with my daughter. Hmm. No networking event is gonna trump that, because I'm not gonna the time with my daughter. I'm never gonna get you never
0: back. Get back? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And again, to this point of we're on a marathon. My career is gonna take a long time There's always a gonna be networking time, events, right? yeah. <laughs> so I go to networking breakfasts, I go to networking lunches, but I don't go to networking evening events. Hmm. But every once in a while a very alluring topic comes along and it's an evening event and I look at it and I go, It's six to eight PM. No, I'm not going. Hmm. So but it's because I have clarity on what is more important to me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a real important guiding system on what do we say yes to. So then on the lunch networking events, I do say yes because I know she's in school and that's my time to be productive with my business.
0: I mean, it comes down to knowing why, right? Why you're doing yeah. what you're doing. Because if you don't know why, then you don't really have a good, you know, I was just talking about this the other day. I don't remember where, I think it was a friend or I was writing about it somewhere, but Somebody had asked, I think it was like, how do you know? That's what it was. Somebody in my friends on Facebook, actually, somebody had posted a question of how do you know when to quit? Like, how do you know if, if pushing to keep going is, is the right decision or letting it go is the right decision? Which is a very good question, right? That We don't have an, ass, an answer to it. But I told her, I said, here's my response. You know, my response is basically this. At the end of the day, we're all going to want to quit something. But unless you have a strong reason as to why mm-hmm. you're doing it, right? then, uh, you know, it's easy to quit. So, yeah. it's like in this case, let's say I have two conflicting things. I want to spend time with my kid and then I want to, you know, I need to go to a networking event. Well, if you don't have a clear why as yeah. to both of those situations, then you're not going to have an idea of how to integrate them. Yeah. And they're constantly being be competing with each other because, you know, when you have a clear why there is no competition. It's right. its its own thing. Like I yeah. know why I'm doing it and it's in its own little space. It's on its own little island over here. I know why I'm doing this. It's over here on this island, you mm-hmm. know? So, but if you don't know why, then it's all one territory and they're kind of f- trying to, you know, compete with each other for attention. And that's where you lose a lot of energy and, and time and all that kind of stuff.
1: And I think we also have to distinguish because a lot of people, their why is because they want to make money.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And you kind of have to almost let go of that component of it Mm -hmm. and ask for a larger one. You got
0: to look beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just the money. And most of the time, you know, well, I agree. But, you know, the funny thing is, even with the people who, let's say, they're initially on the surface, their awareness is, I want money. It's really not that. Yeah. Because none of us really want money. We want what money gives us, which is... Now, in that case, you will have to dig a little deeper. Maybe your why... From wanting money is to be, you know, to get recognition from other people, yeah. to to be uh, with all the Lamborghinis and stuff, and that's maybe not a healthy why. But still, yeah, you got to dig beyond yes. and see what is your what is your why, and create those healthy boundaries, right? Yeah. So with the healthy boundaries, you know, here's my question for you because this is a great topic, and I think it's super super important both in business and in personal life. How do you, you know, there was this talk by I think. Brene Brown on vulnerability a while yep. ago that I saw. Netflix. Netflix, I love it. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it's this one that I'm thinking of, but either way, it's this idea that when you when you cut away your vulnerability, right, through some sort of defense mechanism, like mm-hmm. putting up a wall, you know, a wall works both ways, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't work just one way. It works both ways. So the danger is that you kind of, you don't just cut the outside world but you cut your own self off from your own heart and your own feelings and your yeah. own love, right? So when it comes to boundaries, it's a very interesting topic because boundaries are very useful. They're very important. But how do we, you know, in my experience, I've found that we tend to be very, like, generalized with boundaries at first. Like, you know, let's say, let's say you overextend yourself. You know, you, whatever, you party. Like <laughs> the other night, I went out, uh, with my friend, I haven't been out in a while. I've been waking up at five thirty and we stay up till mm-hmm. like three in the morning. you know I can't I definitely don't do that right. <laughs> as much as I used to. But you know, you come back and you wake up tired the next day, then suddenly all these you know thoughts come in place like,, right. oh, I'm off my routine. that's it. I'm never going out again. you right. know like so <laughs> at least in my experience, I've noticed that I when it comes to overextending myself and there's a need to create a boundary, my reaction, my initial reaction, until I think it through is to like go way overboard and go the opposite direction. Like, okay, I'm going to, you know, totally not go out anymore. You know, so I think part of creating a flourishing personal life is having a clear idea of how to set your boundaries so that they they don't cut too much on either direction. You know what I mean? That they're useful in separating things, but not disconnecting you from, you know, they're not in the opposite direction, right? So we tend to, basically my point is, we tend to wax and wane between extremes, whether it's the extreme of, not have any respect for your schedule or time or routine yeah. or being so disciplined that you can't even enjoy life anymore or the people around you nobody yeah. can relate to you anymore right so how do you this is kind of a long-winded question but how do you how do you do that how do you personally do that and how do you help other people set those healthy boundaries so that they're again using the word balance but balanced you know that they're accommodating both you know separating what needs to be separated yeah. but not going so far to the point where it disconnects you from whatever, the experience, the yeah. the people in life, that kind of thing. Because that's that's a very important thing too, I think, for people to know is how to set those healthy boundaries. What are some guidelines? What are some ways to think about it?
1: So I would say we have to keep in mind that we're just human mm. and that nothing really happens on a 100% checkbox. I've set myself these goals and um, I'm going to, you know, check them all every week. Many times I look at my sheet at- on Friday and I've only gotten half of it done because this was a week where I was just super exhausted. I may have gotten sick. Um, my brain just was not productive no matter how I tried. And I mm-hmm. got all my little stuff done, but I didn't get my big project done because I just couldn't. And I'm, I have a mastermind of four friends that we um, communicate every week. And I see it happening in their lives just the same. Like mm-hmm. it's not just me, right We just we have good weeks and we have bad weeks and we have to cut ourselves some slack for this idea that we should always be a hundred percent, that we should always be productive. Just as our day is not always productive, our week is not always productive. And when I work with clients, I give them homework because I've learned that, you know, you don't make any changes to yourself unless you have tiny practices every day oh, to start switching yeah. you things. You got to engage
0: it in your own way.
1: But if they at one week don't get their homework done because something happened, we do practice self-love and we just, you know, and forgiveness of, hmm. I I just can't always do things right. And sometimes we have really extreme Examples of this. And so for me, last year um, in May, m- my dad was getting sick and out of the blue, I mean, we had no idea. Um, he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and died within two wow. weeks. And so my family's in Europe. My parents had lived in the same house for 50 years. And, you know, there you keep everything that the generations passed down. So sure. that house was super full. And my dad was kind of the one who helped my mom with daily tasks. And so with him gone, she wasn't able to stay in that house. And so from one day to the next, I'm faced with this reality. I have to get on a plane. I basically had to shut down my business for three months Hmm. of saying, I have to go take care of my mom. I have to go move her. I have to put the house on the market. My sister was there. She was helping me the whole summer. But it was this, wow. I guess my list is not going to get done for three months, and I have to figure this out. And, you know, I had the financial stability to be able to say, okay, I'll just have to put this on hold, and I have to go take care of this over here. But I, it, it came back to clarity of knowing that family is important to me. This is a once-in-a-lifetime situation. This is not a fire that is going to happen again next year, right? It's just... In that moment, I had to put 100% into my family and had to let the business go. And I, you know, I, I still worked a little bit, but I also realized with grief, like your brain is not working properly. Oh yeah, you're not even creative at all. <laughs> you, um, I, I thought, oh, I'll be writing blogs. I never produced one blog. And I just had to go, okay, it's all right for this time for me to just completely only focus on family. Hmm. And then when I came back, I thought, oh, I'll go back to work. But then I realized I need time for myself. And it took me three weeks, four weeks to just ground myself in being back, recuperating from the extreme stress that I had just gone through. But then I went back into my business and I had my boundaries and I had my lists and everything picked up where it needed to. Mm. And I think there's the, if we can practice that there's trust and that we've built something and sometimes we just can't focus on it, that things will be okay and we can come back to it. And, you know, so even if uh, for a week we don't feel good and we can't work on our business, understand that that is life, that that happens to every entrepreneur. And sometimes we just have to take care of ourselves because, you know, we, we tend to look at What is my balance between family, uh, relationships, and um, business? But what about me by Mm. myself? I also need rest. I need to go read a book by myself. I need to go for a walk.
0: Yeah, that's the most important part because if you can't have that first, then everything else falls by the wayside pretty quickly.
1: So, it's I, I think as we think about, you know, how do we create this flow, it's allowing for life to happen Mm -hmm. and not getting completely frustrated because with these other friends that i'm surrounded by every one of them has had a crisis of some kind absolutely and we just don't know right just flow with it and Mm -hmm. and allow it to happen versus telling yourself oh my god i wasn't productive i didn't reach my business goals today Life just happens and we have to be open to it versus thinking that we can power through everything. Hmm. So there's a time for 15-hour days and there's a time for zero-hour days Hmm. because that's just how life is. And when we try to fight that, that's when we get stressed. And we work ourselves into the ground because it's when we when we have to take a zero hour day, but our mind continuously says, "Why aren't you at your desk?" That's when we.
0: It's when you live in that incongruence with yes. what is, you know, that I think that really kills you in the sense that you're constantly not here. Yeah, and you, and it's you know, as as anybody, whether it's you're an entrepreneur or not, or career, you know, driven, you know, you have family driven, whatever it is, I think you got it. What with, it, with this overall less takeaway for me is is that you got to be willing to to go off balance but in either direction. Yes. So for example, you got to be willing to go off balance and work hard, but you also have to be willing to let go and go off balance in the sense of I'm not going to do anything, mm-hmm. you know, for 2 days, 3 days a month, 2 months, 3 mm-hmm. months, whatever, right? If I have to. Yeah. And uh I think depending on the type of person you are, one of those will be harder than the other. You know, like if you're a natural workaholic or whatever it is, um, then going off balance and working hard is not going to be, it's going to be in line with your right. nature. And it's going to be very hard to step away. And you got to be willing to let go. Right. And and if something doesn't go according to that list, it's not the end of the world, you know, yeah. or vice versa. If you don't mind sitting by the beach all day, you could do it for the rest of your life. You know, you got to be willing to step it up and right. and put the energy yeah. uh, in your in your day. That's really cool. Well, how, so that exercise we mentioned at the beginning, this yeah. was really cool. I like this, uh, what is it, like a survey you said? Or basically, no, it's, it's a, it's it's a an journaling exerc- It's a journaling acti- exercise, activity. right? Yeah. So how can they get, uh, how can they do that journaling exercise? And do they, so do they submit that to you basically through the website? Well, and that's then really, that's, that's just, just for them, just right? for
1: yourself mm-hmm. to, to get that clarity, to sit down and make, you know, give yourself 15, 20 minutes to just sit down. And, and walk through it and decide what what are my priorities on every area of my life cool. um, outside of my business, yeah. And if they so, want
0: to work with you like directly, what, what have you got going on right now? What kind of programs? Do you do one-on-one coaching? You do I do one-on-one
1: one coaching currently. Um, I have the vision board kit that you can purchase and do by yourself. Cool. And um, I I'm developing new classes, but I don't have anything out right now. Cool. So really, it's mostly working individually with me. Um, And my website is empoweredls.com. And when you go to that site, there's a free resources tab. And I will put this worksheet in the free resources and just scroll through the free resources and you'll find it there. And there's all kinds of other stuff that people might find interesting to download.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Well, one more question for you, Selena, before yes. we take off here. What are you most grateful for today?
1: Well, I am grateful for having this conversation. Seriously, because <laughs> Likewise, this yeah. is it's lovely. I'm to me it's unbelievable how far technology has come. I was little a box broadcast and then... <laughs> student and you know, like the huge um, cameras you Crazy. had to carry and all this equipment you need and now you can pop up a computer and some sound
0: you can literally I mean I have this little setup but people are doing podcasts with their phones now literally yeah. they just have their phone and then you plug something in your phone and you can just record it's nuts it, but it's it, to me nuts. it's
1: incredible how I am grateful for how we're able to share this information mm-hmm. without having to go through big networks you know like yeah. how this has opened up, yes, the accessibility of, of this kind of information. so oh, That's cool.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show. It was great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. This was is, this is a lot of fun. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with my awesome friend, Selena. She is a women's empowerment coach. She does a lot of uh, one-on-one coaching. She's got a great uh, set of resources on her site. Check out that. Um, survey, I, I'm calling a survey, but it's not. It's, it's a questionnaire. It's designed to basically look at different aspects of your life and help you start to identify what parts of that need to be more in balance and to see what can you do, what actions can you take to create that flourishing life. I love that word flourishing. You know, it's a, it's a great word because what we want is ultimately, it's not the balance. You know, balance is not inspiring. You know, balance more sounds like survival having to balance, you know, these two opposing forces, almost like you're fighting one against the other, you know, and really what you want is for them to work together, to flourish, to thrive. And so I love the idea behind creating a flourishing life. And Selena does a great job with the people that she coaches and helps through all her stuff. So she can be found at uh, empoweredls.com. She's also on Instagram as Selena, S-E-L-I-N-A underscore shoe, S-C-H-U-H, and you can check her out there as well. So hope you guys had an awesome time with this episode. You know, it's a great conversation on the idea of these two things of, you know, balancing that personal life in harmony with what we want to achieve and what we work. I mean, that's the ultimate conversation, especially for if you own your own business, you're an entrepreneur, or you're trying to... You have a career and you're trying to do something else whether it's a family or you're trying to build a business while you're working you know it's ultimately about figuring out what are the the ways that we can keep motivated stay on track and create that harmony so we avoid the burnout so we don't get to the point where we we find success but we're not fulfilled by it which is ultimately you know the the only failure the only true failure is success without fulfillment so You know, one of the things that we talked about, we we talked about four things that I want to review with you today because I thought that they were very, uh, very valuable. So the first one was maintaining your vision, you know, finding your why, being clear about that, which is super, super important. You know, if you don't know why you're doing something, then it's harder to delineate how much time to spend on it and, and, you know, how the other things in your life relate to it. And the second thing that I love we talked about is healthy boundaries, knowing when to say no, having the freedom, you know, giving yourself the freedom to say no. You know, for me, I can relate to that because I'm uh, I like to say yes to people and it's been a life lesson on my part to really learn when to say no and to what to say no and to really uh enforce that rule and having your rules for life, being able to uh to stick to your rules because that's what keeps things flowing along. The moment you start breaking your rules consistently, that's when your life also starts uh, debalancing in a sense between all the moving parts that are going on. And then aligning, the third one was aligning with your cycles of your body, which is basically realizing, okay, am I a morning person? Am I a night owl? Should I do my creative stuff in the morning? Should I try to do it at night? Whatever, you know, learning to work within the boundaries of your own physical, mental, creative, spiritual energy so that you can get the most out of your day and and create the least amount of resistance and allow these different parts to work together rather than trying to, let's say, if you're a morning person and that's when you feel most creative, but you're trying to do all your creative stuff in the afternoon when you're most tired, then it's just a downward spiral, you know, because then you're going to be catching up and then you can't spend time with the people you love, you know, so it's having things in alignment is very, very important. And the fourth kind of point that I want to bring out to you and, and remind you is the willingness to be able to uh say no and say yes, you know, ultimately is really basically being willing to go for it a hundred percent and being willing to let it go a hundred percent. You know, being I love this idea of harmony and flourishing because balance is in our minds, balance is this static thing about two, you know, like two scales, right? A uh, scale having two arms, and you have five pounds on this side, five pounds on that side. And it doesn't work that way, you know, because you can't say, I'm going to work five hours, and I'm going to have five hours of pleasure and all this kind of stuff. It doesn't work that way, because having a business, having a family, having a career, trying to grow, you need to be off balance, you need to, you know, go forward and work 12 hours a day, sometimes, and not all the time, but sometimes you have to, there's busy days. And sometimes you can just let it go and not do anything. So being willing to do, to do either. And and one of those, the important part that I mentioned uh, from my own experience is that we all have at least one, you know, one of those areas is going to be natural to us, whether it's pushing or letting go. And you got to find the area that's not natural to you and work on that. Because if you're a pusher, it's going to be much harder to let it go and to be willing to say no so that you can take breaks, reconnect to what matters, you know, reconnect to your family, reconnect to your friends Um, you know, and if you're somebody that it's harder for you to push, then you've got to be willing to, to get out there and put yourself out there, put some pressure, put some sense of urgency and do it because otherwise that's where that imbalance starts to build up. And, and we, we get burned out or we get stagnant or we, you know, we get frustrated. Well, either way, something happens when there's a continual imbalance. So, Again, one more time, uh, Selena Shu, she is an amazing person. I I absolutely love the work she does. So check her out. It's empoweredls.com, and she's got that uh, questionnaire that you can fill out in her resources tab where you can check out basically how your life is doing. It's totally free, and like I said, she also works one-on-one with people too. So hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for being part of this journey with me, of this experience and for allowing me to share uh, the things that are important to me in my life and have helped me be successful with you. So I truly hope that they've made a difference. If you find this episode valuable, share it with your friends, share it with whoever you think might benefit. You never know the difference that it will make. So have an awesome rest of your day, and we'll see you soon.